0: Welcome to The Yoga Hour, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living in today's world. Here is your host, Dr. Laurel Trujillo. Welcome to The Yoga Hour, where we talk about yoga in all its depth and breadth as a path to spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. Today is a special yoga hour where we're going to focus on meditation, how to start or resume a daily meditation practice. Recording this just before the 2024 new year, many people are looking to make changes in their lives. And we hope that this information about meditation will be helpful and supportive if you are one of those people who are wanting to incorporate more meditation into your life. This podcast will also be helpful, hopefully, anytime during the year when you might need encouragement or inspiration about establishing or reestablishing a regular meditation practice. This will be a different yoga hour in that it will just be me without a guest to interview. As background, for those who aren't familiar with me, I'm a retired physician, internal medicine physician who was ordained in 2014 to teach Kriya Yoga. And I've recently completed the Kriya Yoga Meditation Teacher Training Program at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, the sponsor for this program. For this program, I will be giving background information about meditation and tips about how to establish a regular practice. And that will go on for about 35 or 40 minutes. The last 15 minutes of the program will be a meditation with me for those who are able to join that. We will discuss what meditation is, the benefits of meditation, the four stages of meditation, tips about establishing a home practice, and some resources for continuing your meditation practice. Now as we normally do on the yoga hour, let's have a brief centering meditation beginning as we mean to go on with a yoga moment. Oh. Let's begin right where we are, just bringing our attention to the body, feeling the body in space, whether we're sitting or standing, walking or driving, just feeling our body in space. And now turning our attention to the breath, just noticing as you take a fully conscious breath, the next inhale and exhale. On the next inhale, feeling the cool air in the nostrils. And on the exhale, feel how that air is now warmed as it passes out through the nostrils. And just staying with your breathing, continuing to notice each breath, each inhale and each exhale. Here's something to contemplate. A quote for inspiration for our meditation from yogacharya o'brien's book living the eternal way she writes meditation practice is the foundation for being able to access states of consciousness usually beyond our ordinary perception in our normal waking consciousness thought activity fills the mental field absorbs our attention and obscures our awareness of the silent True Self, that's Self with a capital S. Through the practice of meditation, thought activity subsides, the mental field clears, and one experiences the non-ordinary perception of the still silence of being. While this experience is natural to human beings, and many people experience it spontaneously, as clarity, as a spiritual experience, or as a heightened state of awareness, a practice such as meditation is necessary to be able to access it at will.
1: Om. From this
0: quote that I just read, Yoga Acharya O'Brien's description of meditation is one that I really appreciate meditation practice is the foundation for being able to access states of consciousness usually beyond our ordinary perception. This points to the fact that meditation is a natural state of consciousness and we can arrange conditions in order to experience it and that part that we can experience meditation through arranging conditions in order to experience it, that's what we're going to spend some time on today. When we think about a, say, a little jar of water, and perhaps it has a little glitter in it, like a little snow globe, or perhaps there's a um, a bag of water that's been taken from a river, say, or the beach, and initially, the water is cloudy. Uh, It may have uh, the glitter in it, it may have um, mud, but if we let the water sit, we can see that whatever was suspended in it settles. And once it settles, the water is clear and you can see that clarity, although you could not see it initially. You can see that clarity once the mud or um, glitter or whatever is suspended in the water once it settles. Clarity, stillness, peace, and joy are inherent to our innermost nature. So that stillness, that clarity, that peace that I think we all want to experience is actually there. But our normal state of consciousness involves being focused on um, thought activity, being focused on sensations, And so therefore, we can't see the underlying clarity of that water, we can't see the underlying clarity of our of our state of consciousness. And so meditation is a way that we can break through that and we can allow the the mud to settle, the glitter to settle. And we can experience that underlying state of mind. And so what i find so interesting about this is that this state of consciousness is really inherent and that it is available to us all the time and i think everyone has had that experience of perhaps being out in nature being around a baby having that experience of stillness come upon us and being able to feel that oneness, that connection that we have to something that's much greater than ourselves. So as Yogacharya O'Brien writes, while this experience is natural to human beings, and many experience it spontaneously as clarity, as a spiritual experience, or as a heightened state of awareness, a practice such as meditation is necessary to be able to access it at will. I should point out that we cannot make meditation happen, but by arranging conditions, meditation can happen by itself. This is similar to the process of falling asleep. We cannot make ourselves fall asleep, as many of us have discovered as we try to fall back asleep. Perhaps we were awoken in the middle of the night, we're trying to get back asleep and our minds are going and it's not possible (laughs) to get back to sleep. We can't make ourselves fall asleep, but we can arrange conditions for sleep to occur. This is the same with meditation. We can't make it happen, but we can arrange conditions to allow it to happen by itself. Meditation, while it can be relaxing, is not falling asleep. It's not a loss of consciousness in that way. It's a fully conscious experience. I did want to discuss the scientific basis a bit, some of the proven benefits of meditation. And it's been quite remarkable to me over the last say 25 years or so, the amount of, science, the number of scientific studies that have happened on meditation that have proven many, many, many benefits. So for example, talking about physical benefits, um, meditation lowers blood pressure, slows our heart rate, strengthens our immune system, increases our energy level, and actually slows the biologic aging process. All of these benefits have been proven by scientific studies. Mental benefits include reducing stress, decreasing anxiety, increasing our ability to focus, and increasing our sense of inner peace. Spiritual benefits include enhancing our intuition and promoting a sense of connection with all of life. I often think about this whole list of benefits of meditation, physical benefits, mental benefits, spiritual benefits, and I realize, if all these benefits were available in a pill, everybody would be knocking on all their doctor's doors to say, I want that pill, I want those benefits. And yet, They are available, but just not in pill form. We have to actually have a meditation practice to be able to access them. In describing the meditation process, I found it very helpful to look at it through these four stages of meditation, which Yogacharya O'Brien writes about in her book, The Jewel of Abundance. Um, The four stages of meditation are Foster, Focus, Flow, and Finish. Foster, Focus, Flow, and Finish. It helps that they all have Fs so we can easily remember them. I'm going to talk about each one individually, and then we'll review them before we actually meditate together at the end of this podcast. In terms of foster, we foster an environment that is conducive of meditation both internally and externally. Externally we remove distractions. We let go of concerns about the past or worries about the future and just bring ourselves present in this moment. We remove distractions in the form of our phones, turn our phones off, turn our alerts off so we don't have something dinging at us in the middle of meditation which just stirs up that dirt, stirs up the that glitter again, and, and it takes a while for it to settle down. So we foster that external environment. And then uh, part of that as well is adopting a meditation posture. In Patanjali's Yoga Sutras, the meditation posture is described as both steady and sweet. And I really like that description. So steady, meaning that We need to get into a posture as we begin our meditation practice in which we're not going to move. We need to stay still. And that's because the more we move the body, the more the mind moves. And again, we're trying to still the mind so that we can let that mud settle, let that glitter settle. And every time we move a part of the body, it's stirring it up again. So we need to find a posture that is steady, but also sweet. I really like that word sweet because steadiness can turn into rigidity and being rigid um, holding tension in the body is also not helpful so we need to find a posture that's both steady and sweet the next f after foster is focus we focus our attention on one thing That can be many different things. And by the way, one of the reasons I really like these four stages of meditation, I like the description, is it really applies to any kind of meditation. Once you know these four stages, I think that you can see them. Perhaps you've tried a different type of meditation. Perhaps there's a meditation technique that is beneficial to you. I think if you look at it through this lens of the four Fs, you'll realize that it's part of that same process. So we focus our attention on one thing, which can be the breath. Today's meditation, I'll be using a mantra, which I I will describe more in a minute. When this is happening, when you are in this focus part of the meditation, distractions are normal and natural, and they happen. And particularly at the beginning of meditation, but also sometimes during the meditation process, we will realize that we're no longer focusing on what we mean to be focusing on. And when that happens, the the important thing is just to resume the focus, not getting distracted, not allowing ourselves to berate ourselves. Oh, you're supposed to be meditating. I don't know why you're thinking about something you're going to do later. That just stirs up more of the dirt. That just stirs up more of the glitter. And what we want is we want your mind to settle. And so we give it something to do. We give it something to focus on. So anytime you become distracted, just calmly return your attention to the focus, to the point of focus. Again, and again, and again. And as the meditation deepens, typically the need to return to the focal point uh, decreases a bit. You can find that it's more possible to stay steady in your focus. Again, what we're aiming for is for the mind to become quiet. Noticing distractions is the practice and is a gift. When we think about that, it's interesting, one part of ourselves is able to notice that and we can then return our attention to the point of focus. The third F after foster and focus is flow. After a period of time, concentration becomes steady. Meditation naturally occurs, which we can sense as a feeling of flow toward the object of concentration. At this point, we can let go of our point of focus and allow our attention to expand into the peak experiences of meditation and oneness. If distractions recur, again, you just return your attention to the point of focus, continuing until the time you've set aside for meditation is complete. So we've gone through foster, focus, flow, and then finish. We consciously conclude the meditation by taking a few minutes, taking a few minutes for that process, bringing our attention back to mind and body, resting for a few moments in meditative awareness. So as I mentioned, today during the meditation, we're going to use a mantra as part of the focus. Mantra is a Sanskrit word meaning to go beyond the mind. Roy Eugene Davis in Seven Lessons in Conscious Living writes, A meditation mantra is a word, word phrase, or sound used as a focus of attention to remove awareness from thoughts and feelings to allow the meditator's concentrated attention to be undisturbed. It is used only as long as needed. When attention is turned inward and meditation flows smoothly, it is disregarded. Again, just love Roy Davis's writing. He's just so clear. Again, describing it as a word, word, phrase, or sound used as a focus of attention to remove awareness from thoughts and feelings to allow the meditator's concentrated attention to be undisturbed. Yogacharya O'Brien describes mantras as a tool for reaching higher states of consciousness. Oftentimes, a mantra will be in a sacred language, such as Sanskrit or Latin. These mantras can be beneficial because they carry an energetic vibration that is beneficial. You can use uh, lots of words. I'm going to use in the meditation later on in this program, I'm going to use the mantra, So Hum. That is a Sanskrit mantra, which means I am that. I am that oneness. I am that unity, my higher true self. I am that. So hum. So we'll we'll begin in the focus part of meditation by chanting the mantra internally, pairing it with the breath. So we will chant so on the inhale and hum on the exhale again every inhale is so and every exhale is hum as our thoughts settle we let go of pairing the mantra with the breath and just listen to the chant internally so as we breathe every inhale might be so exhale is hum and then after a while your thoughts settle And it seems perhaps a little distracting to pair it with the breath. And at that point, you just let it go. And you start hearing it internally. And it might just be a little faster, it might be so hum, so hum, so hum, so hum. When it seems that even that internal chanting that quiet internal chanting takes too much energy, to repeat the mantra we let go of the mantra and begin to listen to inner sound or to watch inner light as i will direct you in the meditation if you aren't able to join the meditation at the end of this podcast right now think about returning to it at a later time when you are able to meditate so again going over the four stages we foster an internal and external environment conducive to meditation we focus we focus on a point of focus and realize there may be distractions, but that we, when that happens, we just bring our, our point of focus back onto whatever we're using as a, as a focus. It could be the mantra, it could be just the breath at a certain point, meditation begins to flow. And then at the end of the time that you have set aside for meditation, you take a few moments to do a conscious finish. it's beneficial to think about why you want to do this why you want to bring meditation more prominently into your life perhaps one of the benefits that I talked about at the beginning one of the physical mental or spiritual benefits is appealing to you maybe you want a way to reduce stress maybe you want to have more peace in your life there's lots of those reasons that I mentioned And I think it's beneficial to think about, well, what is it for you? What brings you to this point where you want to incorporate a meditation practice into your life? If you have a few moments, why don't you take a little while and write about that? Write about it in some place that you can find it again. And what I will say I've noticed about my own meditation practice is sometimes it comes very easily. It's very easy for me to regulate. Uh, to re- meditate regularly. And sometimes it's more difficult. Everyone runs into dry spells with their meditation practice. If you've written down why you want to do this, it's beneficial. You can remember it and that can reinvigorate your practice. It allows you to think back on why you wanted to meditate and um. I would say that the steadiness of practice is really important. Every meditation instruction I have had from a teacher or a book describes the importance of a steady practice of meditation. When you think about the multiple benefits of meditation, this makes sense in that many of the benefits build over time. In fact, studies of the brains of meditators show that regular meditation practice actually results in measurable changes of certain parts of the brain. And needless to say, that's not going to happen overnight. You're not gonna be able to change your brain just from one day to the next, but gradually over time, parts of your brain actually become more developed. And that is what is beneficial Um, And allows the benefits of meditation that I was describing to build so regular meditation practice is super important. Um, It's more much more beneficial to meditate for a shorter time every day than to meditate for a longer time once a week. I will say any meditation is good. So if that's all you can do one meditation long time over the weekend, say, that's fine. It's a place to start. But I would encourage you if you want those benefits, it is much more beneficial to have a regular practice on a daily basis. What are you able to commit to at this time? Just think about that. How many minutes a day can you provide to a meditation practice? Any amount of daily practice is good. It's best if you can meditate for at least about 20 minutes a day. If you can't manage that, pick a shorter time for meditation, at least five or 10 minutes. Set a duration that you plan to meditate daily. So I would say, especially starting out, it would be great if you took a vow to yourself, not necessarily to anyone else, and just said every day this week, I'm going to meditate for, you name it, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I've done this in the past, and it has been very helpful to me to have that promise to myself. So much so that if I would get into bed, say during a, a month that I had uh, told myself I was going to meditate every day, and I realized as I climbed into bed that I hadn't meditated, I actually would get out of bed. There's a chair right by my bedside, and I would sit there for at least five minutes, in the chair, not in bed, lying down, I find it just ridiculous to try and meditate lying down, because when we lie down, our body is really primed to go to sleep. So that's not so beneficial. But if you can sit up by your bedside for five minutes, say, try it, set aside a time for yourself, a number of minutes and a number of days that you want to begin this meditation practice. It's really helpful to have a regular time and place for meditation. Regarding timing of meditation, any time of day can work. Many people find that the morning when they first wake up is the best time. Evening also works for many people. Although again, you should be sure to sit up and not try to meditate lying down as that's one way that will result probably in falling asleep. So. A set number of minutes a set number of days a set location is very helpful what's interesting if you meditate in the same place over a period of time there's like an energy that builds in that place that makes it more conducive to meditate there in the future it's helpful if you have a little something sacred there some Perhaps something from nature, maybe there's a shell that you found on the beach or a pretty rock that you found on one of your walks, that could be part of it. You could have, uh, if you have flowers that are growing outside your house, you could have a flower there, a fresh flower. You could have a photograph of something that's inspirational to you, again, a place perhaps in nature, or maybe it's a teacher that you have that has been helpful has been uplifting for you any of those things can be part of a little altar that can promote your meditation practice so i encouraging encourage you to find a place in addition to a set period of time a set number of days and a set time of day that you'll practice Again, any amount of meditation is helpful, so I don't wanna discourage anyone who just can't quite make that commitment. But if you do meditate, say only A a part of a week, say that you do two days a week or three days a week to begin with. I encourage you to try and increase something every week. So increasing the number of minutes that you meditate, increasing the number of days that you meditate per week, just so you're building something. You're building something and you can think about how that's actually affecting your brain in helpful ways as you accrue the benefits of meditation. Meditation in a group is extremely helpful you are spending time with other people who are meditating they're all committed to the same thing so you, you can be carried a little bit by the group energy so adding a group meditation say once a week or a couple of times a week can be very helpful i did want to make you aware of the times that Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, which is the sponsor of our program, the times that they have daily online meditation. So those are 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning, every morning, and four to 4.30 in the afternoon, every afternoon. And that those times are both Pacific time. And then Monday evenings, there's a 7.30 p.m. meditation as well. So again, 6.30 in the morning, four in the afternoon, and then 7.30 at night, only on Mondays, the others are uh, daily. I did want to mention <clears throat> that if you do join the c s e group meditation, I do lead that meditation at four p m on Wednesdays every Wednesday, pretty much unless I'm traveling. I also lead the Saturday morning meditation from six thirty to seven thirty in the morning, so if you join those times, you'll be meditating with me, and I welcome you. I did also want to mention that there are many programs at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment that all aim to support us in our spiritual practice, and a big part of that at CSE is meditation. There's an upcoming Kriya Yoga New Year's Meditation Retreat that is both online and on-site at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. That will be happening from Thursday, January 4th to Saturday, January 7th. This is just after the turn of the year 2024. That's going to be with Yogacharya O'Brien and Kriya Yoga teachers, and I highly recommend it. I will be attending it myself. You can refer to the CSE calendar at uh, csecenter.org for other classes and retreats. Of course, you found the yoga hour. If you aren't already a subscriber, we hope that you will join us so that you hear the program regularly. And we do often promote meditation as part of our yoga hour discussions. There's also a Kriya Yoga Today podcast with Yogacharya O'Brien. Yogacharya O'Brien is the founder and spiritual director of this podcast and also of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. She has uh, many... um, uh, teaching sessions that have been recorded and are released as part of that Kriya Yoga Today podcast. And she is doing a, a series on the Bhagavad Gita, which is delightful. And you can find that as well on the CSE website, csecenter.org, as well as on her website, ellengraceobryan.com. So, coming to the end of the kind of teaching portion of the show. Um, I did want to mention uh, some something that Yogananda said that I have found helpful in my own meditation practice. He said he described the meditation, the peace that we get from meditation as a portable piece. It's a portable piece. So we may meditate just once or twice a day. But we can take that piece with us and we can share it with all whom we meet. I did want to do a a close of the program at this point, um, and then that will be followed by a 15 minute meditation that I will lead. So I did want to mention the yoga hour is a service project of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, a meditation center in the Kriya Yoga tradition. CSE welcomes people from all backgrounds who are seeking self and God realization, Kriya Yoga's path to awakened living in today's world. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the show, tell a friend about it. You can sign up for our mailing list on our website, theyogahour.com. We encourage you to do that to get our monthly newsletter. Thank you to the Yoga Hour team, founder and spiritual director, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Assistant Producers Anne Hayes, Mickey Coronado, Christine Sote, and Lauren Leidinger. I look forward to being with you again. Until then, remember, you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all you meet. Now, for those of you who can stay with me, I'm going to lead a 15-minute meditation. It's going to be based on those four stages of meditation Foster, focus, flow, and finish. So let's begin by fostering our environment, our internal and external environment. So if you haven't already turned your phone so that it's it's silent, I encourage you to do that so you don't get any dings to uh, disturb your meditation practice. And then let's take a moment to look at our posture. It's really helpful in meditation to have a straight spine. Your head is erect. Your gaze is just straightforward, chin parallel to the floor. It's helpful if your chin is upward and you're looking up, you tend to kind of drift into daydreams. If your chin is down and you're looking down too far, you tend to kind of slump forward, and that can also not be optimal. So having your head sort of right in the middle, eyes pointed straight ahead. And let's just take a moment to bring the shoulders up back, relaxing the shoulder blades down the back. Now, if you feel comfortable, go ahead and close your eyes. It's helpful to direct your gaze so that you're looking out of the spiritual eye, spiritual eye is that point that is in the middle of the forehead, sort of right between and above the eyebrows when your eyes are focused there it's like you're looking through that point into a distant horizon a distant inner horizon Let's take a moment and let go of any other tension that's in the body so that it is steady and sweet steady so that we're not going to move during the meditation and sweet so that it's relaxed check your jaw and see if there's any tension that you can release from your jaw And now turning to the focus part, let's begin just by focusing on the breath and noticing as we take a fully conscious breath on the next inhale and exhale. Again, noticing the cool temperature of the air in the nostrils on the next inhale and the warm air as it passes out on the exhale. And now let's begin to use that mantra that I was describing, the So Hum mantra. So as you breathe in, just chant internally So. And as you breathe out, Hum. Breathe in So.
1: And breathe out Hum. And just continue
0: that on each inhale, it's so. On each exhale, hum. And as you do that, as you breathe in, so. And you breathe out, hum. You can think about what it means as well. I am that. I am that true self, that silent self inside, and just focusing on so and hum,
1: so and hum.
0: And you may notice that you become distracted. Perhaps you're thinking about what you'll do after this meditation is over or something that happened earlier today. And just let that go and come back to so, hum,
1: so, hum. as our thoughts
0: settle and our breath becomes more subtle. Now let go of the association with the breath and just hear the mantra internally inside your head. The pace may be different. So hum, so hum, so hum. However you hear it, just returning your attention to Soham, chanting
1: inside, after a time again
0: as the mind quiets it may seem too distracting to focus on soham and at that point you just let go of the mantra and begin to listen begin with a sound that you can hear inside your ear kind of an electrical sound or buzzing sound And just use that as your point of focus. Just focus on that. For those who would rather focus on inner light, just keep your eyes relaxed. Still pointing your your gaze out through the spiritual eye, but all the eye muscles just quite relaxed.
1: And just notice what you see. So focus on
0: inner light or focus on inner sound and let that lead you deep
1: into the flow of meditation. Continuing your focus on inner sound or inner light. Just resting here in the silence. Aum.
0: As our time of meditation comes to a close, let's remain for a few moments inwardly focused while letting go of any effort to meditate, just resting, resting in the peace of
1: this meditation.
0: As you rest here, you can feel or imagine the radiance of your essence of being as a light radiating from your heart center to fill the body.
1: Seeing or feeling that light extending
0: down through the legs to the very tips of the toes through the chest, down the arms, to the tips of the fingers, and up to the very top of the head, the entire body filled with light. Imagining each cell able to open to that light until it is full, just filled with that light, that healing light bringing all internal processes into balance. Every organ system working in harmony optimally.
1: And let's take a few moments at the end of this meditation to
0: send out some prayers to all, may all beings be happy. May all beings be at peace. May all beings be aware of the auspiciousness of this life May all beings
1: awaken to their full spiritual potential. Om, peace, peace, peace.
0: And then giving yourself a moment just to feel your body again in space. Bring your attention back into the room where you sit. Feeling your feet, perhaps they're on the floor or crossed on a cushion. Just feeling your feet, feeling the temperature of the air on your skin. And when you're ready, opening your eyes. Thank you for joining me for this meditation. Many, many blessings to each of you.